welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Freshen up on your famous British faces on Drag Race UK, because they're about to play the Snatch Game. And joining me to blank on the podcast, it's Sissy Walken. Welcome. Oh, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome uh, to blank on the podcast. Um, well, me being a nightlife girl, there are lots of things people do on podcasts you can fill in the blank for. Some things would be uh, trash-talking girls you can't compete with. Um shading uh criminal activity uh that gets on reality television or uh self-deprecating humor and i'm going to probably give you the latter of those three today i'm here for it everyone who listens knows i do the same to myself so i'm here for it well welcome 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 before we talk about um uk there is official news from the world of wonder world um supreme deluxe is the official host of drag race espana uh, the announcement has been made on all the Instagrams and everything, so she will be giving us our Drag Race España stuff whenever that is officially released. Congratulations, Supreme Deluxe. I can't wait to meet you. She seems like a very lovely, beautiful young queen, and I don't know anything about her, and I'm excited to learn all about her. So any 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 Spanish uh, drag fans, please, you are welcome to, the come, to come on the podcast because I don't speak Spanish, and this is going to be another battle. Who's judging down under? Oh, we know that answer already. We know it. Okay, is it Rue? Because I saw oh, Michelle. It's, it's Rue and Michelle. Oh, good. Oh, they, good. They're, they're both there. Um, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. If you don't like the spoilers, run away for a hot second. But I mean, we know most a, a good chunk of the cast too, and it's just like give it to Art Simone already. Like, why are we even doing the season? I know it feels so. <sighs> ridiculous because they've been putting her on the drag race page and at drag con standing next to rue for years i thought she was hosting i really thought they were grooming her to host the show no she's just gonna be the first winner yeah it'll be the final lips and curvers karen from finance i know literally that's that's it those are the top two like, I don't know why I need to watch all of this season unless these bitches are Smackdown funny. Exactly. And I, I, I bet you they will be because these UK girls every fucking year are so funny. Every fucking year. They've only done two of them, but... They're filming three very shortly. Can't wait for Miss Vicky Green to come slay. I'm so disappointed. Can I just say, I'm sorry, as New York City's a uh, one and only Veronica Green look-alike. I would just like to say how sad I am that she didn't get to be on this season, but it's okay because she's going to win the next one or she'll just place in the top. I, like don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's a rumor of someone who's going to be on uh, Series 3 and that person is an international superstar. So Juno Birch may be a winner. Oh, she's on the next season. They prefer- That's the rumor. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. You know what? If... 
good. Good for her. Uh, I love me some Veronica Green. I call her Veronica Green because, or I call her Vicky Green because her name is Veronica Green, but I know that on One Life to Live, Vicky Rappaport is, her real name is Veronica, but they call her uh. Vicky. And so I'm calling this girl on the Drag Race UK Vicky Green because um. I can do that because I look like her. So in the UK... Yeah. So in the UK, you know, she from over there, she can call me uh, Lil Sis Walkin or something, you know? Exactly. Whatever. The, ama the, the amount of messages I got on Reveal Day of, of people sending me the, her photo and saying, Sissy's on Drag Race, there, there, there are many, many. Including like, your, sis your sister Aria sent that to me. I know. Uh, she sent it to I mean... <laughs> We're watching the first episode, and I'm like, wow, you're right. She really is a lot like me. And she goes, oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and then they get to the fucking runway. And for her first runway, she decides to wear a big red velvet gown. And I just felt so seen, but also, like, so stolen from. Like, what? No. Yeah. yeah. And I'm no. sure you would have had... Um... Uh, the role of Evita in Rats the Rusical too. Oh yeah, I fully would have. I fully would have had that role. I thought that was genius with the whole with the tassels and. Yep, it was good. Whatever. We're here to talk about Snatch Game, which, on a scale of one to ten, like in terms of good Snatch games, I'm gonna give this one about a seven and a half. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot to discuss in it, and I, I'm excited to jump into the episode because there's a lot of bullshit to go Oh, the whole episode is to... a 10. The whole episode is yeah. a 10. Like, this season is a full 10 across the board. It's a good season. It's a good cast. It, yeah, it's a great it's a great cast with just the right amount of drama that's not so uh, produced, you know? No one told Ginny Lemon to walk off the stage. Ginny Lemon told Ginny Lemon to walk off the stage. And it's not like Ginny Lemon hasn't done that before, so they not, were aware. And, you know, I'm sure it wasn't the first time that Veronica Green was sucking in someone else's droplets, so... It's true, it's true. We do have confirmation. She has said that it is that she did get COVID from uh, her fiancé, so her fiancé yeah. is making up for it. Well, maybe well, I'm sure, uh, he's got a lot to make up for. She got one, you know, near-death blowjob. Now he's got to give a few back. True, it is true. Well, let's dive into the episode. It is now uh, uh, after the elimination. Another day, another sleigh. Joe has gone home again. And mm. Tace believes that Joe threw in the towel halfway through the lip sync. I didn't see that. Um, I just don't see a girl who can do a lip sync. And that's coming from a girl who might not be able to do a Drag Race level lip sync either, right? I just don't see her as like being the girl that can lip sync and improv off the fly or command the space or, you know what, not even that. I could give more drama and emotion than that. She just wasn't connecting to her words, you know what I mean? She was trying Sorry. to play the lyric instead of be the lyric, instead of eat Absolutely. your words. She was like, she was smelling them instead yeah. of eating them. She, she definitely leans closer to the cabaret world where she is able to explore the lyrics in her own way. This is not the same thing. This You're not creating a cabaret space. You're a lip sync on Drag Race. And you know what? Joe Black's a great entertainer. Joe Black is not a great Drag Race queen. Correct. You don't have to be a great Drag Race Drag Race. Are we Kitty Price already? You know, woo. Oh, God. That was... Mm, everything delicious delectable okay I, spoiler i like i like that one um uh 
it was you don't have to be a good dra uh, drag race queen to be a good queen we know that yeah, absolutely you know that like no shade to her but miss davenport didn't make it very long on her season but out of out of those girls from new york that season miss honey came back exactly. miss honey Miss Honey continues to give back to the community. You know what I mean? And she knows it. And she's and she and again, I have had her on the podcast. We've talked about it. She's okay with it. She's content. She's doing what she wants to do. And she just got that little boost from the show and she's happy. So and God bless her for it. Like bigger things are to come from her for exactly. her. We know it. Well, Tia feels like she's the first person to survive two lip syncs on Drag Race UK. But the girls say wait until the third one before you call yourself a lip sync assassin. And that was good spoiler. Um teaser to the end of this episode i mean i'm sure all those girls were sitting there going girl this shit produces itself girl look at this lineup and one of these things does not belong here and it's what? What? she just well at least i mean at least at that lineup you gotta at least say that uh that tia coffee is the first one from this group to not be here anymore sure sure i'll go with that one I mean, it just feels like Elliot right now on season 13. Like, Oh, poor Elliot. Poor Elliot. Poor yeah, so poor, so poor, so poor. That's because she's on season 13 and not season 11 or 10. Yeah. Well, Ahura points out that Rue apologized, and they all say that Rue had steam coming out of her head with the whole H&M thing. Uh, RuPaul didn't wait seven months to see them looking like a bag of trash. Lauren says it should send shivers down the other girls, even if she wasn't talking to them directly. Girls just don't want to, you know, attack Tia, but they're going to. Rue was talking to her. She said she would get better, and Tia just hasn't. Lawrence then says that Sister has been told to elevate her drag and asks about her roadmap to success. And Sister is taken aback by this comment, because Sister is taken aback by every comment, apparently, now. But she claims she was lacking confidence before because stuff she brought the first time around so sister should be grateful for a pandemic and sister should also be grateful for those new teeth because she is a whole different person honey flip her flipper girl that shit looks great good for her you know i flip my flipper to her great job uh i want to rewind real quick to the whole uh the girls being like oh rue was steaming and Oh, I, I, you know, we don't want to look like shit on the runway. And it's also like, Rue had a point, like, yeah, glamorize the dress. I know y'all talked about this last week, but glamorize the dress, make it beautiful, whatever. But it was, it, it is pandemic. Sure. You know what I mean? It is pandemic. Um, you have what you have, but I also, I don't understand why she even packed the dress. You know what I mean? Sure. Why did even put it in the bag if you needed something pink and you went through and you were like and you looked at your shit that's pink and you're like mm, i have absolutely nothing maybe that's what you put a little money into right you go to your designer friend that has some scrap fabric or you make a facebook post who's got some pink fabric lying around somebody make me something that fits damn or you go to the girls in the workroom and say hey we want to win this challenge this may not be the best look does anyone have anything i could put on yeah, right? Borrow from your sisters? Were they just not sharing because of the virus, or... Or I think they were okay if Joe left. I mean, yeah, that's who you want to go home. It's true, it's Joe's, Joe's a force. Ugh, yeah. Lawrence says that with sister's new vision of what she wants to bring to the show, she just hopes that there is no more impersonations of a horror. 
Bonk. I get those dudes uh, coming in. Um, also, like, Ahora, if we're gonna get into it, if we're gonna get into it, girl, that isn't the first time I've seen a fucking bag dress, okay? Remember when Aquaria not. did it with the fucking lilies and the tiger face paint and she called sure. herself a tiger? You know what I mean? Like, come on, girl! Oh, you I both. Mean, how, how many repeats have we seen on season 13 already? Yeah, and guess what? Those girls aren't getting mad at each other about their repeats. They're not. They're not. That I think, again, we're just back to sister saw it pre-pandemic, sister brought something identical post-pandemic. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. So that's the tea Ohura had it made before, and then sister saw it, and then... Oh, yeah, sister had a different look for this runway, but then brought something else when they came back. Hmm. But she claims what she I mean, whatever. It's all mad sus. Yep. Well, it's time to step up or fall behind. Cheney has three badges. Bimini, Tace, and Ahura have one. And Bimini asks, where, where, where are Sister and Ellie's? And sometimes, somehow forgets to mention Tia. So this was either editing and they forgot that, oops, we didn't, she's already been eliminated or... They don't still care about Tia. I feel like there's an editing editing there. I feel like there was probably a joke before that that was kind of like poked fun at Tia first individually. Yeah. And, and You know, I feel like that was just shitty editing. I wouldn't look yeah. too much into that. Because and Tia all... just wishes that Veronica left her badge in her will, but that did not happen, sadly, for her. Oh, no. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, UK Hun, the new catchphrase, sweeping Britain. Lawrence feels bad for the other girls because they don't know what it's like to have badges weighing them down now that she, you know, she has three of them. Lawrence does make history having won three badges in a row. She says it's weird and cool and gives her the oomph to keep going. Tastes his greedy guts and just wants to take Lawrence down because I think they all are pretty aware Lawrence has almost a free pass to the end. Um... She does. Uh, I don't know. I I just felt like, yes, last week was like, okay, they all did really wonderful with that challenge together, but I felt there was a clear winner in that group. Um, yeah. And so I and felt like the only reason why they all won is because RuPaul doesn't have to fucking pay anything more than the 89 cents that she gets for the fucking Primark badge. It's you know? true. Well, I, I think that the, the difference for me is the Frock Destroyers, that was one equal group. They all equally were perfect. I don't know necessarily if you um, United Kingdoms were equally on the same level. So I I probably would have given it to Bimini. Yeah. Um, yeah because Bimini was not, a, it was much better the, than Lawrence. Full illusion. She was selling the full, like, I am a Spice Girl. This is camp. You might think I'm being lazy, but everything is intentional. And it read so coyly under the camera. It is okay. genius. I'd love to see her in film. Honestly, I'd love to see her hand at a script. Or next time Bianca makes another terrible movie, call Bimini because she'll <laughs> actually be funny. It's true. Well, Ellie asks Tia how she's going to up her game on the runway this week. Tia says that there will be a waste. There will be new silhouettes. And there's going to be fashion. And I say, is that what we call that? What that was? Um, no, we don't. <laughs> we, <laughs> no, just we, don't. Don't. we don't. We just don't even call it. We just, no. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the, the stray dog that you're like, oh, you know what? He probably belongs to somebody. Yeah. 
Tia says that she won't end up in the bottom, and usually she likes a bottom, but not in this context. We're implying now that Tia is a top. I mean, I can understand it because she's a very tall, lanky young young woman, but um, okay, okay. I mean, look, I'm I'm not into Tia coffee like that, okay? With all, <laughs> with all the lookers on this season, I'm not looking for Tia Coffee's uh, cup. Uh, nope. nope. Especially but, not looking at Lawrence's either. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Ellie is back to questioning Tia once again how she's going to do it if she's already claimed she's going to step it up. And Tia's like, why are you coming for me on this day? Because her and Ahura just made up. Now it's her. But there's got to be drama. Always got to have some little drama somewhere. Um, yeah. Ellie, Ellie is a little bit of a shitster at age 21. Yeah, but you know who else is a shit star though? Fucking flounderfish looking Lawrence Cheney because she will sit there and just start going after some girls because she's like, I'm winning. I can stir the pot. And it's like, watch out, baby, because the girls who stir the pot in recent drag race history don't do so well this week. You know, like. I, I, I have equated her to a um, person in the nightlife scene. Um, that their name is about a car share service. They do the same thing. I mean... Not wrong, but, you know. You know. Mm. Well, Rue walks in without her Ginny Lemon wig to announce it's time for the Snatch Game. We know the Drew make, drill make Rue laugh by being someone funny who is also a celebrity that at least one country is aware of. Ellie has some options. Uh, she's thinking Matt Lucas is Vicky Pollard from Little Britain. She does the impression and Tia says it's a, it's a horror. Are you familiar with the show Little Britain? I'm not at all. Me either. I know of it, but I never watched it. I've never seen it. Um, I guess she's an iconic character. If RuPaul yes. somehow was like, RuPaul was like, I know who this is. Um, yeah. I think that's a clear, like, yes go do that person exactly snatch game is not it is not so fucking high artsy snatch game is so literal it is so literal to the fucking bone of the word exactly like, it is it is so literal like i keep going i can't wait to talk about something <laughs> well lawrence tells ellie that she's not terribly funny and not known for character impersonations Girl, she she's copying, to yeah she's unless she's copying someone she's interpreting from drag race Bimini picks up from Lawrence and asks Ahura what what about having seen, you know, Tase's snatch already because got to keep that plot line going, even though they're roommates, so they definitely see a snatch or two. It's not even that. It's like the implication that two people have to be having sex with each other that just because they're hot and they live together, like... Yeah. Ahura says that she's had every inch of that and Tase comes in with her iconic line... Into the floor and I ain't talking about my weave. Gag. That Tase was is crapping her pants about Snatch Game, even though she knows it's coming. She changed her character and will be doing Jane Taylor of Kath and Kim fame. Are you familiar with Kath and Kim? No. I am not familiar with the, the Australian version, but I do know that they did try to make the American version. Are you aware of that version? It, is it go by a different name? Nope, it was called Kath and Kim, and it starred, I think, for like five or six episodes, Molly Shannon and Selma Blair. Didn't work out. The tra it didn't translate in America. Yeah, 
not the actresses who I want to see a friendship between. Yeah. Now they discuss that if you don't know the character as this is your opportunity to imprint your own twist on the person. And I think that's a very smart thing to do and to say, but sometimes it's funnier when you know the person you're able to make them funny. So I use that's, that's a crutch to me. In my opinion. Yeah. I think it's a crutch too. I think it's, it never wins. It like absolutely will never win a snatch game. You'll be lucky to get safe. Unless you're Maria the robot. No, I feel like that was actually a choice though. Like the sure. whole, like her deciding to play this character where she says, fuck you to RuPaul, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, that girl was very rehearsed. Like, what I'm thinking when she says something like that is Yara Sophia playing Amy, where she just just can't get the voice and just does nope. whatever she plans. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that's what they were implying in terms of a whole, if you don't know her, you can be whoever you want to be, but it's like... That's fair. No, it's not. Again, not how you win this game. That's a risk you take, and then you get up. The one girl you do not want to be is the girl who goes home the week of Snatch Game. Second to going home first is the girl who goes home the week of Snatch Game, because how bad did you do? Well, Ahura loves the opportunity to do comedy, and not to be her. So Sister says she also enjoys when Ahura is not her either. And Ahura enjoys it when Sister is not her. They're not going to let it go down. They just are going to have this new rivalry all because of a bag of chips and not the much better bag of chips. Yeah, not the much better queen from last season. Um, I, I'm bored. I'm so bored. You can try to drum this up all you want. I think Ahura's got a stank attitude on the show sometimes. I think Sister Sister's not helping herself coming back with this new face. Like, Just remember, Sister Sister probably would have been eliminated if Jenny Lemon didn't herself. You know what? It Ginny Lemon even tried, but I don't even know what she would have done if she tried. I thought Sister actually gave it in the lip sync, even though Ginny walked out. But Sister did a great job twirling that single piece of hair. I what I can't seem to get for the life of me is um the this likability to Ahura that some of these girls have. I feel like if I was in the room with Ahura, I would be like I'm not fucking with her. I am not talking to her. Like she can do whatever she wants. I just get I just get bad vibes through the camera that she is like tick 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 tick. She, I think she is a very young, insecure person, and they are they're exposing it on national international television. So I would agree. Ahura is not the kind of person that I would not want to be around, but we do learn a little bit about her through this episode. And we're going to get to her as Rue time comes because Rue's got to come in the room and everyone's got to follow Rue to the table now because COVID rules. Tia is first and Rue finally asks if she has a preference for tea or coffee. And she says, it doesn't matter. Either way, I take it black. She's funny. She's quick. She's good. Her personality shines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't how know. Do you, how do you take your tea or coffee? Um, fattening. <laughs> I like them very, very light and sweet. I, yeah, I love them. I love them light and sweet. I mean, I don't love them too light, but I love them extra sweet. I love sugar. It's a problem. I gotta watch my sugar intake. But um, we are not on a nutrition podcast right now. So. No, we're not. We're not. Rue reminds her of the tough love she got last week, but she knows it's the fashion, and Rue reminds her of the proportions. 
long legs, fantastic body. Rue wants to know why she doesn't show off her body. And Tia claims that she got stuck in her head that she had to present herself in a certain way on the show, but now she needs to switch it up. Rue notices the pussycat wig for a big girl. And Tia says it's Dame Shirley Bassey, who she's never done before. She's done Mel B, but girl groups are tricky for her right now. So Rue says that there are a lot of things to play off of. And Shirley Bassey is just her grandness. So I should have fun. I thought, I think this was terrible advice from RuPaul. Do you think Rue was ready to get rid of Tia? So Rue was like, dude, Mel V, because it's not going to be good. I think this was terrible advice from RuPaul. I will not speculate whether this was her decision or not, and whether this was a plotted decision to do her bad. I don't think Mel V is anything funny enough to bring on a Snatch Game. She's a nice personality to have on X Factor, or is it America's Got Talent, or whatever show? The fuck- All the shows. Whatever one of those shows, she's great. You know what I mean? Like, Katy Perry on American Idol is great. Katy Perry on The Tonight Show, The Late Show, boring. You know what I mean? Like, what is there to talk about besides the fucking music she's producing? She's not... These people are not funny. They don't have, like, you know, personality distinctive traits that, like, make you instantly go, ah, yes, you know, Mel, I'm looking at this picture of Mel B behind you. This I'm going to call her Mel C- minus, um, behind you. And uh, I don't... I would never look at that and say, oh, that's Mel B. I would like... I really think that she pulled this together. She was planning on doing Shirley Bassey. And I think Rue was like, no. And this is all she could pull together. Because this is not a cohesive Mel B look. Not at all. So I, 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 I feel I like this is terrible advice. I would have actually loved to see her try her hand at Shirley Bassey. You, you do know that we almost did have a Shirley Bassey on another international season, but that that person was eliminated before it got to that point. Wait, wait, wait. On which one? Canada. Kine was going to do Shirley Bassey. Yeah, problematic. Very problematic. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Uh... My boyfriend forgot that we do in the show. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so, kind, kind was gonna um, do Shirley Bassey, and I'm so glad that did not happen. Thank God. I can't. In, whatever. She was kind of not my kind of queen. Yeah. Ellie comes down, and diamonds are forever. And I still want this diamond. I still have a big crush on Ellie Diamond. She's so yeah. No shit, Michael. <laughs> Rue knows that wig is Vicky Pollard, but the other wig she doesn't know. So Ellie says. That it's Sharon Osborne. Um, Ellie has done Vicky in local pubs, but she's not done Sharon before. So we know where this is going. This was just another. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Also, like, Sharon is actually a perfect pick for the UK girls to do. Absolutely. Because she's internationally recognizable. She has the iconic hair. She has the the little lilt in her voice. And you know what I mean? And she's so cute, but she has a little bit of spice in her. And she yeah, I mean, I always go back to the Amy Pol um Amy Poehler impersonation of uh Sharon Osborne. It's just so perfect. It's so funny. And like so there's there's room to work, but if you're going for some British I understand why she went Vicky. And I would also just like to uh, do a disclaimer here. I'm not a professional uh, Sharon Osbourne impersonator. So whatever you just heard there was a three second, like no prep off the cuff. You're welcome. That's fair. That's fair. Thank you. So we're finally getting some backstory to Ellie Diamond. 
Ellie reveals that her and her twin brother used to watch Little Britain together and they would always take the phrases and their mom would tell them to stop talking like that and to speak normally. Bryce is her twin brother and Rue wonders if she can recreate the camaraderie she has with him in this challenge. And Ellie gets emotional about family as it resonates with her. And this is when I kind of finally fell in love with Ellie because I'm getting to see a side of Ellie that's not just a drag facade. Um, she has a passion for drag and her family is so behind her and Bryce has always been there for her from womb to tomb. He's going to be proud, so they're going to do it for Bryce. I thought that was a sweet foil into her storyline. I'm glad I we agree. got to hear that. I think it's wonderful when there are, you know, happy stories as well. Yeah. Um, uh, families that do support, you know, uh, drag artists. Sometimes I feel like there's the trope of, oh, it's a gay person who was kicked out of their home. You know, and like, while those stories are so sad and they should be shared, sometimes I feel like we don't share enough of the joy that we feel as gay Absolutely, people. absolutely. Yeah, that was that was lovely. If I may say, are we talking about their performances yet or no? Not yet. We're, we're, not, we're not quite there yet. Okay, okay, cool. I have things to say. <laughs> I'm ready. I know, I know. Lawrence gets why Ellie is having that moment because you don't have that support network and it makes you miss them in, in the pressure cooker that is drag race. Lawrence comes by with her two big orbs. They are fun bags and she's doing Miriam Margulies. She is a character that she disappears into her role. So Lawrence is nervous because she's quite anal and she likes it too. Ha ha ha. She likes to prepare things, especially for her asshole. Ha ha ha. Confirmed. Lawrence is a bottom. Are you a Lawrence fan? I can't tell if you're a Lawrence fan. I feel like well, you I'm don't glad, love I'm it. glad Lawrence is a bottom because I don't want to have to look at that face when I fuck it. You know, I'm so glad. Um, I think Lawrence is really funny and her voice is super distinctive and she's an incredible seamstress and a wonderful comedian. I think she's young. I think yeah. she, I think she's a little young. Doesn't mean she shouldn't win. Um, but I think some of the, some of this Lawrence love feels a little unbalanced this season. Lawrence is always on. Right. Right. That's the thing. We have not seen, we don't really get to see Lawrence because Lawrence is always putting Lawrence Cheney on as opposed to out of drag Lawrence. I think, I think it's starting to show. I think we're at the point where that's now starting to show. And I think this episode w was a really good um, boost for certain people in terms of their visibility. Absolutely. Like Diamond, right? Who is kind of, she's kind of drifting out. Like, where is this queen? She's safe. She's been safe. She's been the safest of the safe, and you haven't heard anything of her at all. So it's good. I felt like this episode kind of evened the scales a little bit. Yeah. Well, Rue tells Lawrence, just add a little bit of Lawrence to Miriam, and it will be funny. Bimini and her Rue Peter Badge come over, and Rue knows that it's Katie Price. She knows it because of the, um, the tracksuit. She loves Katie Price, and she already takes the piss out of herself. So Bimini is comfortable doing it. Just have fun. And that's all we need to hear from Bimini, because we'll see that performance soon. Then we get Ahura. She comes over and she's very proud of her Rue Peter badge. And she's going to go full balls. I have not heard of that term before. Have you heard of that term before? No. Uh, you know what I mean? But a, a fucking homo could say anything to me and I'm just going to be like, yeah, got it. Got it. Uh, we learned that it's a northern thing. But Ahura will be doing Louis Spence, who is a reality star known for being a gay, over-the-top, dancing wacko. 
Um, I am not aware of uh, Louis Vance, but I guess it's a big British thing. I'm guessing it's the British Alyssa Edwards from what I, what I have yeah. seen. Bruce says that this will be a challenge for Ahura because she has to get out of her comfort zone and not take herself too seriously. Ahura claims that she doesn't take herself too seriously, but in certain situations, she's caught in her head. She's not confident as George, and she starts to get upset. She relies on an image quite a lot. She was afraid to do this with Rue because she doesn't feel right unless the image is all on. And Rue tells her to find her balance and show vulnerability. And the balls are full. Again, we're getting a little more out of a horror. We've gotten bits and pieces earlier in the season, but this is the first time we get to see her break down in front of RuPaul. Uh, what do they call it? A breakthrough, right? Is it a breakthrough? Yeah. Um, but with the R-U at the end. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This is where I think I think part of the tick 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 is as I as I see a girl like her who comes off as so insecure, and I'm like, girl, you have so many demons that you are gotta face. You know what I mean? Like she needs to do LSD one time and like let the monster come to her, and then like don't walk away from the monster. Like handle yeah. the monster. That's what she needs to do. But I'm no doctor, and no doctor should ever recommend LSD. <laughs> No. Mia says she is proud of Ahura now because she's a human person with thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And I like that 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 line from Tia because we are seeing that they are finally getting back together. But Rude decides to reveal they will meet celebrity contestants Michelle Visage and the GC herself, Gemma Collins. And no, it is not Cheryl Hall. It is the actual Gemma Collins. Yeah, uh, that was cool. That was cool. That was a cool... Uh, yeah for a judge for this week i thought so uh, let's get into the snatch game a little bit okay before we get into it can we talk about that terrible spotlight they put on rue it was too bright it was too pink rue could not see can we talk about the fact that they had to pull michelle visage in as a guest host uh, they it was i'm sure whoever they had for a um, contestant there probably got covid and couldn't do it so they were right like, or, or, had to, or had to quarantine because of covid and couldn't do it exactly you know? Like, it was definitely some COVID-related last moment thing where they are like, we're not even going to try to find somebody. Michelle, exactly. you like this shit, right? My question is, why the fuck, like, I guess find Michelle's a good one, but, like, they have uh, those, they have Graham Norton, and what's the other gay guy? Um, Alan Carr. Alan Carr, right? They yeah. have, sorry, they have, they have the two of them, and Alan Carr was the judge this week. I felt like, okay, you gotta have Graham Norton do it. Just, like, get the whole family in, right? Yeah. You know? If this was Drag Race US and that happened, they would have called Ross or Carson. I'm just saying. So, like, this is your formula, girl. Well, it's very possible because obviously they, I believe they filmed Snatch Game the day before Elimination Day. It's possible that Graham or Alan had filming because they both host their own um, chat shows. So oh. They may not have been able to do it. Hey, you but know what? Busy bees. It's true. But as we, as we mentioned, our contestants are actor, singer, and producer Michelle Visage, who will do anything for money, and the shy libra librarian from Essex, it's Gemma Collins. I thought she looked fabulous. Um, she said she's a Drag Race fan, but I do think she was either utterly bored by the process or she might have been on drugs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. <laughs> um, the things that come out of my mouth on this podcast. Wow. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't see her as a girl that gets... That 
I don't know. There's a girl that would do that on camera that she would let loose like that. I feel like she was also very nervous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like, I feel like she didn't know how much she could laugh or react or if she was going to say the right things. Um, exactly. That's fair. Some of the best, some of the best people to do it are the ones that sit there and are like fucking like slapping the table, laughing. Like Tamar? Tamar and Cheyenne Jack. No, was it Cheyenne Jackson? No, oh. it was Michael Yuri. It was Michael Yuri. Season. Um, uh, like those are the best kind of people to play. Oh, uh, who is that? Who is that cute little Asian guy from season two? Um, Alec Mappa. Alec Mappa. Uh, yes. Like he was so great as a judge for Snatch Game because he was fully living. He was invested in the celebrity culture, and yeah. I think that's what they thought Gemma Collins would be is like someone who's so into the celebrities that she would know. Right. That's why I thought she was on drugs because I was like, "There's nothing coming out of her." Okay. But I also was like, I also, she probably felt that some of these were like not good either. Like yeah. you could tell that she was like not into the Mel B. Well, let's talk about them. I mean, we got Scary Spice Mel B. Tia is not scary. She did the like little gothy candle roar. Didn't work. Psychic to the star, Sally Morgan. Um, she's not terrible if you do her your research into her. Um, sister starts off and says she sees a very big role for Rue in her future. It's got ham and cheese on it. That was a funny line. That, was a, good one. that was a good. That was a, that was a good prepared joke. Good yep. job. Very good. Very good. Right. Miriam Margulies, for those who don't know, um, is a thespian lesbian, and that is the gist of what Lawrence will bring all challenge law. I don't even know who this woman is. You do. You've seen her in things as in bit parts. Um, I looks like I, she like Lawrence's thing makes me feel like she was on SVU, like at some point. Like probably. this performance makes me feel like this actress definitely was a guest actress on Law and Order SVU. But then I also realize, oh no, wait, Tyne Daly is not this person. No, so not Tyne Daly, not her. I really feel like she played Tyne Daly today, it's but. Possible. From Little Britain, it's Matt Lucas or Vicky Pollard or Bake Off Dude. I don't watch Bake Off, so I did not know Matt Lucas was on Bake Off at some point. Um, but he loves cakes, and you can have some of her buns if you want. Jane oh. Turner is Australian, and Taste has a good accent, um, even though she's upset. Louise Spence in that unilateral lisp. Oh, my God. Um, here's my thing. Ahura did the reveal right from the start. Why? Why, you, why didn't you save it? What the lisp? No, the the reveal, the costume reveal. Oh, ah, oh yeah, she does the rip. Um, I I don't know. I would have waited till first joke. Yeah, I would have let them like got used to me, and then I would have given them a, like a little zinger, like a little like oh cute cute, keep watching her, yep. and then like giving them something on second question, and then drove them home with a great answer after it. Exactly. But, Whatever. One day, New York, I will fucking bring us home a win for it. One day. Katie Price is introduced and says, is it cold in here or is it just my nipples? The nipples <laughs> are the eyes of the face and you've got gorgeous nipples. And this is when Bimini Bamboulash won the Snatch Game. <laughs> it was the, like, not even because it was the only correct answer like it was the only good way to answer the opening of snatch game from this lineup but fuck it was so perfect it was like so 
Perfect. And Rue is a sucker for terrible, but, you know, spot-on accents. Like, ugh. And what's crazy is you don't think Bimini would have done well, but Bimini had clearly prepared for this part and said this will be a weak, 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 weak for me, and I need to act well. Let me nail this character. She fucking nailed it. Yes, but the difference between her and Aquaria, who also did the same thing her season, is that Aquaria came in very prepared. Aquaria had the fucking box. She had the jokes. She made the one little riff about China. That was cute. But I'm telling you, this Nicole Price thing, she basically wrote those answers on the spot. Except for the whole, like, I didn't write anything, which... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Alan Carr... Is on the trendy new gay men's diet. The only thing he puts in his mouth is lettuce and blank. Spotted dick is Michelle's answer. I would probably have said the same exact thing. And we learned that Gemma Collins had spotted dick last night with extra custard. Oof. She played along. Yeah, that was, that was the only time where I felt like she actually did something good. Yeah. <laughs> so we learned from Mel B, if memory corrects from her, she writes Eddie Murphy, and apparently that is the only thing Tia Coffee knows about Mel B is her affair with Eddie Murphy. Come on, and no one even gives a fuck about that affair of Eddie Murphy. Nope. Uh, Miriam Margulies says cream and then gives a long-winded response about Lawrence Olivier and how she creamed her knickers. And Lawrence, edit! This is called editing. You gotta be quick. Comedy is quick. Comedy is quick. It was... It was sad. Or it could been... Or it could have even been like, you know what I mean? Okay, you could have told a long story in a snatch, right? But if but if the impersonation and the vocalization is still so there, we're so magnetized because we know you're pulling an illusion, so we want to see how long you'll go with the illusion. Exactly. If it's so good, we could listen to you do it all day. But when like, it, I, I feel like if there's one, one person who could give a long-winded answer in Snatch Game would have been Jinx Monsoon as Little Edie. I could listen to that answer on and on because she knows the character knows how to make it funny. I don't think yeah, Lawrence knew that. She would constantly be playing the joke of that person. Constantly. Exactly. Constantly. And Lawrence was just being her and eventually saying a funny thing. But it's like, no, like you have to play the joke of the person throughout exactly. with Snatch Game. It's so, it's so, it's like the cocaine of fucking, uh, celebrity documentaries you know what i mean like yeah it's so quick <laughs> louis spence says air because alan is a fat bastard and michelle called it mean and i think it was a little mean and i think that's where um they were not so hot on horror's performance but then we get to katie price we get to katie price and katie price says as you know rue you might have heard in the press i've had a hectic year my implants got held by gunpoint in South Africa. I walked in the stables and caught my horse cheating on me, so I didn't have time to write anything. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Because you know what's even the best part, too, is that she literally just pulled the tabloid headlines and she said to Rue, you know, Vicky, uh, um, not Vicky, um, Nikki Price, right? Katie Price. Katie Price. Fuck, why did I, I'm, I... I lost my mind for a minute. Um, she said, Katie Price can take the piss out of herself. So that was just like foreshadowing to I'm coming in here playing on all of these trashy tabloid headlines that she is known for. 
how little research do you actually need? How genius, right? She doesn't have to sit there forever and ever and ever. She's like just going to fucking National Enquirer or The Sun, fucking cut, copy, paste, and putting it on a note card. Now, I don't know if things were cut or if, it, if it, she was not allowed to do anything, but for those who may not know, there was a season, I believe it was season 15 of Celebrity Big Brother in the UK that the cast members were Katie Price and Michelle Visage. So they've been in a house together. So I miss those opportunities of ribbing Michelle, but Michelle might've been like, do not mention me, please. Um, but she could have mentioned Perez Hilton because if you have not seen the Perez and Michelle Visage fights, those are priceless. What, what I've never seen that. That's a fucking cast. What? Oh, Michelle literally call, tells Perez, you are an insult to gay people. Get out. What yeah. the fuck? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good. Well, next question. Michelle Visage is opening up her own chippy. If you if you can blank your first one, you get the second free. And Gemma says swallow. It's her favorite thing to do. So we get second. Sally has a message for someone. It's for Rue. It's her um, for Michelle. It's her great, great granddad and says cover up you slag. It's cold. And then we see sister's card and she didn't get the full word in. I do want to discuss what we did see. I don't know if you caught it the way I caught it, but I, I caught it. I, I caught, caught it. it. There was a scribble with a star of David, and the first three letters were S-W-A, and then the star of David, and my mind went to a very concerned place that those two were combined on the same card. I was actually fully concerned, and I think there was a, a shot to a reaction from Rue, Mm -hmm. That showed exactly how I felt. That was like, okay, wow, all, all right, all now, right. I don't know Psychic Sally. I, I, if she is someone who has had anti-Semitism in her career, maybe this maybe was not the right choice to do. I agree. But I fully agree. But if Sister Sister thought that she could play that type of a, an angle, that's not cute. That's never going to fly. So yeah, I if if there is anyone who is a fan of Psychic Sally and could give a little insight to this situation, we already know that I'm not a big sister sister fan. This made me like her even less. So I do want to know a little more about this choice because it was very concerning to me. Yeah, and I would like to see uh, a, like if we're talking about psychics, I would like to see a better Teresa Caputo on Snatch Game. Thank you. Um, we've only had that one attempt, and I'd like to see a better one. I'm sorry. Yeah. If we're if we're gonna keep up with this funny psychic trope for Snatch Game, y'all get a fucking new uh, redo on yep. three. Thank you. Next up was Matt Lucas, who swallows all the time, but wrote toss off. Uh, Rue doesn't know what that means, and Gemma says wank, and Rue definitely knows what wank is. Rue doesn't know nothing. <laughs> Jane Turner is ecstatic and says, swallow. She loves her good sausage. Um, the outrageous Gemma Collins may have gone too far this time. She started to rhinestone her blank. Her answer is family. Even the ones that are dead in the coffins. That was kind of funny. I, I, I enjoyed her back and forth, but she was just so... Stiff. Yeah. Mel B wrote Minge. Rue asks what she's done to her Minge, and she says she's blinged it up, afro it out, and rhinestoned it herself. And then brings up Eddie Murphy once again. You know what I mean? That's not, it's not funny. No. It wasn't funny. 
Um, Psychic Sally says frazzled well, it. And said, she could have said what she could have said was forget what I've done to me, Minge. See what Pasha's done to hers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she didn't mention the Spice Girls at all. Not at all. I was like, bitch, you made your fucking money on fucking Spice Girls tours, and the only thing you can talk about is the six months you were fucking uh, training chaser Eddie Murphy. Ooh. Yeah, so Psychic Sally says frazzled it, and Rue brings up Darren, and if GC still stays in touch with him, to what she says her assistant does. Um, Darren was on Big Brother with Gemma Collins, and they had a whole thing, and then they made a song together. And they're, they're, That's the history, and um, for those who don't know Celebrity Big Brother, and Gemma Collins was on, Gemma freaked out because they did not um, have the right uh, hair irons for her, and her hair got frazzled, and who uses straight hair straighteners? Oh, it was a whole thing. Very funny moment. Go check it out. So that's a big another reason why everyone loves Jim Collins. Ellie as Matt as Vicky says that her and Gemma go way back and they used to go clubbing and they'd see all these men and they would rhinestone their bell ends. What is a bell end? The end of it that looks like a bell. And now we are all familiar with bell ends girl come on that one that one i felt like was easier to get you know what i mean yeah i was like what do you mean what what do you mean baby what do you mean have you have you ever used the word bell ends before no but i'm figuring if it comes out of a british person's mouth in that context by a gay person i'm gonna know it's got something to do with the penis i could figure it out it's true you know what she could have done, right? She could have she could have followed it up with something that would have sold what this slang word was. You know, right. it, it, it's you know, it's like it's like jerking the dick after he's come just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a little bit longer. Like keep it really intense for a sec. Keep the focus on you. Me, 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 me. But I digress. Yeah, because we're gonna talk about Katie Price. Katie Price's answer. Well, Gemma was actually banging on my dressing room earlier on. I let her out eventually. Yeah, that's Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, I I feel like fully, 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 that was a perfect improv yep. snap. She, can, she continues with, she told me that she's rhinestoned her range of Katie Price's Rompin' Rabbits, a.k.a. vibrators. I don't know if Katie Price has her own line of vibrators, but honestly, I, I am not shocked if she does. But also at the same time, then RuPaul had to fucking go, oh, that's a bumping rabbit. And you're like, RuPaul, you ever heard of fucking jackrabbit, bitch? Yep. What? Are you so disconnected with, like, female sex toys that you've never, that you had to really ask about this? Like, come on. And, and then Bimini continues with her improv. If you're looking for a bell end, though, there are six here. Funny. That was good. It was good. It was very good. It was very good. And now we're going to have something that's not so good, in my opinion. Maybe you're not the same as me, but we get a video question from Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher because I thought it was terrible. I thought this was terrible. I thought both of their looks were not as good. Like, I know she got fucking what's her name vivian got a whole like fucking face mask applique thought that was terrible i love the orange and then it's got like some fucking like lego man hair or some shit and i was like no no the margaret doesn't have her signature red eyes i mean bugger the miners was just uh 
yeah, it just sucks for me personally because we got first place, we got third place, and still no love for Davina DeCampo. Please give her her crown that she got stolen from her. Thank you, Rue. I mean, you know what? I think I think if All Stars does become an international franchise, as I hope it does, it is good. It really that's the way it should be. All Stars should be girls from everywhere across the fucking world on one season. I'm here for it. Bring some of the bitches from Thailand too. I'm not joking, bitch. Even if they can't speak English, they them bitches turn looks. Okay, RuPaul will not give a fuck if she does not speak English. If she can be really funny, she doesn't care. Well, Maggie and Donald are launching a new dating app, but to sign up, you have to prove that you are blank. And Michelle says an absolute bell end because got to keep that fucking joke going. That was a bad answer. It was a very bad answer. That was um, a bad answer because now the girls are not going to match you. And the magic is happens when there's a match, exactly. right? Like when, oh God, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Well, Mel B goes back to Eddie Murphy, who got her pregnant, but her answer was white, and it wasn't a funny answer. Miriam says, you're not a foolish bastard, and she goes on and on and on and on and get on with it. It's not funny. But then Jane Turner falls into taste a bit, but goes for, goes a real chook. And Rue asks if chook is a chicken, and Taste says, it's, it's, is she insulting her chicken neck? Um, and then we got to see Taste have a little more personality in the Snatch Game, finally. I th I actually thought, overall, that was a really strong one. That was a really strong take. Uh, I don't know who that person was, but I was, like, actually into it. I thought she felt alive. I didn't feel as nervous from her as I felt yeah. from Lawrence. You know, I felt like yeah. she didn't really have any jokes prepared, but that was all off the cuff, and that was pretty good. Yeah. Louis Spence says flexible and we have a fake leg gag and it was cute and we get another bell end bit. And I feel like we're going to get a fake leg um, gag on season 13, possibly, if you've seen some spoilers. I mean, is someone playing Sonia? No, someone may be playing um, um, a fitness guru who is very flexible. fitness guru who's very flexible are we getting richard simmons ah did you tell my sister aria i have not told your sister aria can i guess mm -hmm. i have one guess as to who's doing richard simmons and if i'm right you tell me if they win okay say it it's rose no damn what rose what the fuck are you not doing richard Simmons for bitch you'd be so funny but you have the right city Oh, boy. Oh, God. All right. Let's turn it and burn it at two weeks from Thursday. Can't wait. Spoilers, friends, but it's the, the trailer's already been out if you watched on VH1.com. But um, Rosé will be, Mary, I believe, doing Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. But uh, overall, I think you already mentioned, you said it was like a seven, but overall, how did you feel about the Snatch Game in the scope of all other Snatch Games? Um, it wasn't the best. It was not as good as last season. Last no, season, not, a, not a chance. Last season had me fucking rolling. Um, I'm kind of mad that there was no Veronica Green in this. Um, I'm mad that Lawrence Cheney sucks so bad. Um, and you know what I'm actually kind of disappointed in, too, is I'm kind of disappointed that Astina didn't get to make it a Snatch Game, because I thought when she hit that runway as Naomi Campbell that that bitch was Naomi fucking Campbell. Apparently, so, um, Taste switched from Naomi Campbell to Jane Turner. She was apparently supposed to do Naomi Campbell. 
again, that to me shows the, like the lack of preparedness. You were coming yep. in with one person. You were about to do her twice. I don't think yep. so. Um, now, 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 I, I, I would like to ask you a question. I'm sure this is going to be a very, very difficult answer for you. But if you oh. are on the UK Snatch Game, what British celebrity would you pick? Well, I don't know if I would do it, honestly, Michael. I, of course, as y'all know, I'll do a lot of Amy Winehouse and. I'll be, uh, you know, uh, drinking a little bit of liquor on stage and singing a few songs or whatever. Um, I, frankly, mm -mm, no, I would never do it on UK. I would never. I couldn't. I would never go on Drag Race UK to sit with those <laughs> girls and bastardize their accent and their you know what that's, I mean? That's, that's fair. That would, be, you know, that would be like if one of those bitches comes to the United States and does a really shitty Dolly Parton as the first Dolly Parton. Like, no, of course I would do Amy on Snatch Game. I feel like if I was on the UK though playing Snatch Game, I might want to try my uh, my hand at the Heidi Klum. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. She's a European star. Um, but I feel like I'm going on the U.S. Snatch Game win as Amy Winehouse. Okay. You know, the girls were telling me the other day, sorry, y'all, we're going on a tangent. The girls were like, Sissy, what if you go on the show and you get in the workroom and another girl, she says, oh, I'm doing Amy. And I literally said, well, I'm going to pull the Gia gun. And I'm, going, <laughs> but I'm actually going to win. Yeah. You know, I'm going to win that fight. There's, there will be nobody that will set me down from doing it. I will literally tell her, um, okay, well, I hope you enjoy there being two Amy's on stage and you competing against me for this because you're gone home. Yeah. Well, maybe we can use this as a plug of sorts. If you were on Canada's Drag Race, what Canadian celebrity would you might potentially do? <laughs> I would absolutely do Shania Twain, even though she's not funny. <laughs> no, but how do you? what's your relationship with Shania Twain? So I am starting another impersonation act. This is something that I don't really know where it's going to go. Obviously, we have plans for Amy in 2021, and we'll talk about those in a sec. Um, but I'm going to be launching a Shania Twain uh, act on March 31st, live on all of my social media platforms. Um, because uh, Shania is my queen. Um, I mean, I have four queens. I call them the ABCs. Amy, Beyonce, Celine, and then the S of ABCs is Shania. Um, like Shania's was my girl from day one. It's the reason why I love the color red because of that red shirt that she wore on the Come On Over album. Um, this is a really like personal take for me. I'll be singing. I'll be lip syncing. I have this amazing look by Pioretta um, that I'll be wearing at s some point throughout the night. I think I have an idea of how I'm going to style and I'm going to try and dress up throughout the night too. I'm not just going to wear the one look. Like, like I kind a real of, concert. Yeah, but like changing wigs on off camera, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. like dipping down and then coming back up <laughs> like maybe during a break uh of a song or I don't know. Some at some point I need to have a second wig on. There needs to be a hair change. Um there's but it'll be cool. It's gonna be a six song set. I'm just gonna do some things that I've been working on. Um and we'll see what you take to them, and you'll see if you like it. I think yeah. the vocal stuff is really funny. or uh, The vocal stuff is really good. It actually makes me nervous. I think the mixes are um, make me also more nervous, because I'm like, are y'all 
interested in the way I'm going to take this because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make it really gay. Like I'm going to make yeah. it really gay. It should be. Like, yeah, I have some funny ideas, but, uh, it, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of it. I don't want to say anything about what I'm going to do, but I'm just I'm tune in and watch. Just tune in and watch. I'm allowing my personal like reflection on her music. Like, uh, you know, inform the choices that I'm making with these silly mixes and song choices. So, yeah, that's it. Elimination Day. Snatch Game is done, and the performances will stick with them for the rest of their lives. Lawrence is feeling rancid and nervous. She bombed the Snatch Game. Why do comedy queens always bomb the Snatch Game? Because they get because they take head. it too literally. Yep. They take it or not not they take it too seriously. Yep, absolutely. It's too serious, and it's like. Stop playing stop playing people who are not funny. Miss Cracker fucked up Snatch Game twice and I don't understand how. Yep. Well, Tia is allowed to be a crazy person because she has no badges. She says that Lawrence holds herself to a really high standard, but now is not the time. It's her time to freak out. Lawrence feels that she's frightened in the uh, she's a figurehead in the Glasgow gay scene and that she needs to be strong and a perfect person. And Tia says that you don't need to put on an armor to be perfect. I think that's a good sentiment because there are a lot of people who feel they need to have this perfection of a, of a facade. But if you, the more true to yourself and vulnerable, that's when people fall in love with you. Right. Right. Uh, Pace and Ellie interact, I think, for the very first time all season. I don't think we've ever seen them on screen together talking. So that was interesting. And we yeah. learned that Bryce was the triggering word for Ellie. Bryce is supportive and her brothers likes football, but she likes to play with Barbies and so outfits for them. She reveals that she didn't have a good relationship with her dad because he didn't accept her drag and was kicked out for being queer um, because it was a shock for her dad. Ellie left the car to live her own life. She says that you don't do that to your kid. Her mom then goes that she needs to come back home and be a family. She forced herself not to be femme, but when the drag came back, her dad said to her mom, it's either him or me. And her mom kicked him out and took Ellie's side. And that was really a strong, beautiful moment to hear. Yeah. And that was the full circle gay experience story where it is this, you know, this, uh, you know, uphill battle with your father and then also having that lovely rescue from your mother and brother. And I think she said she had another sibling too. Yeah, she's a couple of brothers, I believe. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really well-foiled story. It was so beautifully told and so, like, well-wrapped with a bow that you would have thought she's going home tonight. Absolutely. That terror. Oh, my God, I was scared. That, that edit really made me feel... I was like, she's <sighs> in the bottom, isn't she? Yeah. Huh? Um, but she then says that th this gave her a push forward in life to live her best life. She went out to brunch with her dad before the show, and she didn't hold back. There were a lot of tears and apologies. She doesn't think he fully understands, but she now has a relationship with him. And again, things like this bring people together and I'm happy and I hope that maybe in, if there's a reunion, we get to hear about their relationship now, but her dad has a superstar as a child and he should be proud. Yeah. Ellie says that, can I get a gay man? Lauren asks for one, Lawrence asks for one too. And then Bimini wants the vegan option. I personally will take the blonde twink option. I, of course. Um, I, uh, 
It's all these these girls, are in captivity. All the these girls are in captivity they are so horny they don't That's care true. it is true all right runway time rue looks like a supermodel as she stomps down the runway with that scandalous cut of a dress um that centerpiece is just flapping like a bell end girl she got her legs done you see how good they look they are stunning yeah what effort she had done during quarantine bitch hurt so bad yeah michelle her gray hair, they are joined by chatty man Alan Carr, who can put his fist in his blank. Uh -huh, funny. And they are joined by podcast queen and singing sensation Jesse Ware, who's seen seasons one through 12, UK Drag Race, All Stars. She loves RuPaul's Drag Race. Are you familiar with Jesse Ware? Um, I feel like I've heard her music before, honestly. Yeah, I, I have too, but I did not know she had a podcast. I, no, I mean, uh, doesn't everybody know, baby? Yes, they do, and it makes me feel some sort of way, but that's a different episode. Girl, what, you just got the receipts. That's all you need. I know, I know. Okay, well, category is prehistoric drag from one million years BC. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to preface with this. You're about to describe each one of these looks down the runway, and I don't think you need to. I think you can give a general fucking wash of what we well, saw. In honor, we will be playing Dinosaur or Dinobore. Oh, God. Good one. Good one. Can't wait. Okay, hold on. Can I pull these up? I'm going to yes, pull, 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 pull them up. They're, they're on the uh, UK uh, Drag Race Instagram now. You can see all the looks. Okay, Instagram.com slash drag race. Oh, shit. I don't know. I would just go to Instagram. I'm using Instagram on my browser, America. Wow, is that a thing? Well, yeah. Um, okay, RuPaul's Drag Race UK BBC. There it is. Um, where are they all? Where Should be all? one of their very first posts, but... We are oh, starting. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay, we baby. are starting with Ahura bodice face mask by Sam Bespoke 3D Design London, hair by Stephen Austin. It's definitely got the editorial high fashion feel of prehistoric with the bones. I love the coat being dragged around like pelt. I think this is done well and it's sexy and true to who she is as an artist. Am I blown away though? Absolutely not. It's very very safe compared to other things we've seen from Ahura this season. Look, I'm sure this was incredibly difficult to make. Absolutely. I'm sure that bodice work took forever. It's n It needs proportionizing. Mm -hmm. the, br the, the chest is, is too narrow, the hips are too wide, and the waist, it feels like she's wearing a pear shape. Um, and it's not working i see like the detail of the blood on the legs um and then a perfect pedicure um the fur is beautiful um it's faux correct it is faux so that head was not real thank god um the hair is good the makeup is cool um, the headpiece, the 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 skull piece is really cool did remind me a lot of aquarius um take on that uh you know she did that one look with the leopard coat as well with right. the mask that's what i felt very responded like uh calls back to but yeah yeah well michelle called louis a huge risk but it wasn't a big enough payoff alan doesn't like overtly gay men on the telly so he thought louis was a weird choice haha -ha, you're funny man uh -huh. um 
He loved the legs, but wondered where she'd go with it. He loved the bone corset and thought it was very clever. Jesse was unsure of the lisp and how far she'd take it, but it was it was perfectly managed, and she thinks the greasy hair for this look was perfect. I like the look. I think it's still beautiful and high fashion. I will give it a dinosaur. I will give it a dinosaur. It, it, if nothing else, it was really intricate and beautiful. And if I saw it in person, I would still think it would, was sexy. The audience was 93% dinosaur, 7% dinobore. They loved it. Great. Next up, Tate's hair by Truffle Pig Wigs, look by Le Boy George, Hora, and Adam Last. So Tace is that queen who can deliver anything and make you think she's a fucking runway model. The hair is giant, and I love to see her finally in something of that level and shape. I think the pelts and the fabrics and the design are haphazard on purpose, and it works well with the theme. I didn't need that mouthpiece. In fact, I found it confusing. I know she was trying to make it ugly and prehistoric, but she just felt uncomfortable wearing it. Yeah, I think it's great for an editorial thing, and it's great to walk down the runway. She was right to take it off when she started Absolutely. to talk. Um, is that a fanny pack? I don't know. I think it's it, it's just a, it's it's the bottom piece. It would have been interesting if, in that moment, just to like a finest tune edit, right? Put a zipper on that, make it a bag. And, like, make it a little fanny pack so that way you can put your teeth in it and make it a gag when the judges come to talk to you, right? So, like, it then just puts a little bit of spark and personality in that one little moment before they start to critique you, right? It puts a smile on their face before they tell you how they feel. You're better to start them off with a smile than an exhale, you know? Uh, I mean, honestly, for me, Tace is going places. She is a superstar. Um, Alan loves a surreal snatch game. She knew the character in and out from shell suit to tight perm. He called the runway Diana Ross gone mental in a safari park gift shop. That was Jesse, funny. That was very, very funny. funny. That was Jesse scary. thought she got better and better with ease and could riff even if she lost the accent. Michelle loves the runway and her interpretation of it. Rue points out that she can see her pads through her stockings and wants her to wear a few more pair to even it out. Yeah, I think Rue's right. She could definitely use a pair uh, of tights um, <laughs> uh, um, or two. Uh, I don't know. I'm like looking at this closely. I do think like it is haphazard, but yet it's all in a similar color scheme throughout, which yeah. is which it is works. really nice. You know what I mean? I know, I know a lot of girls from New York that would have taken this way too far and they would have pulled some of the craziest shit that made no sense with each other. And she's kept this pretty much on a five color palette. Plus that red in the face for the makeup, um, which is genius. I think I think it's beautiful. It's the only thing like it on the runway, and yep, you know, good for her. This is an absolute dinosaur. It is a dinosaur. Eighty-two percent dinosaur, nineteen percent dinobore. Yeah, okay. I thought this was better than a horrors, but whatever. Next, <laughs> next is sister, sister hair by Florencia Wiggs, dress by sister, sister. Here's what I'll say. Sister, sister finally won me over on the runway. I think this look is very vintage. It fits the prompt. It's still true to her. Yeah, I this looks like looks... Aria Derchi. This looks yeah. so Aria Derchi. I think it's stunning. The hair is fun. Um, I think, once again, um, sucks she's got a face piece on, like a horror, but this feels closer to what a cave woman would do and wear, like maybe the skull of her ex-lover. Um, yeah, what it was, is she wearing, or what is she holding to? That is a skeletal cat. It was very camp. 
Um, the only thing I didn't care for was the green fringe on the bottom of the dress. Yeah, I, don't I don't know the color. It. Why that color? Why that? Color? I, I guess she was trying to be like exotic, but um, I mean, you know, materials, quarantine, whatever. Sure. Um, you know, black, black was right. Black would have been the right color for it. But. Black would have been the right color. Black is easy to find. I'm not sure why you didn't find it. Um, I don't. I don't understand. Again, the she has the mask, a whore has the mask. It's like, yep. how much of her shit did you really see, girl? Yep. Yep. It's um, it's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. Th it's a thing. I actually don't like the hair. Okay. I think it looks too much like um, uh, like just a finger glove. You know what I mean? Like it looks like a finger in a finger glove. Yeah. So she 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 referenced the '90s as a reference point for her look, and I was like, okay, maybe Kelly Peg Bundy style, but it's not there. It's, it's not there. It's not even an. It, it's the fringe takes it out of the nineties. Absolutely right. The silhouette of the dress stays in the nineties, but the fringe all of a sudden takes it out of the nineties, especially with that green color. All of a sudden, I feel very seventies with that fringe, yeah. and the shoe doesn't help because I fucking hate those Mary Janes at the platforms in the front. Like, girls, please stop fucking wearing those goddamn hooves. Um. It, whatever. I felt I, like I could have. I don't know. I I could have done about. I could have done the central jersey of this outfit. Everything from uh that that asymmetrical hemline uh up through her shoulders. Um, and that's it. Yeah, I because have been. I've been shitting on sister sister all season long, and this is my favorite thing so far. I have to by default just give her a dinosaur because I have to. Fine, I'm giving it a Dinobore, and here's why. All these girls came on the fucking runway like looking like this tonight with some fucking uh, animal print, some bone shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it's prehistoric, but there was a way to... There was a way to take it and not make it so conventional. Like, yeah. I felt like a lot of this was first thought, best thought for some of these girls, and I get that that needs to be the thing when you're going on Drag Race. It's just like, what's your idea? Oh, we can just do this quick thing. But, like, girl, everybody did something like this, pretty much. Yeah. And I felt like this was a very easy path to go. I felt like Ahura was the one who did it, did this idea the best out of the lineup of girls. We haven't even gotten through the rest. I know. The audience was 41% dinosaur, 59% dinobore. So very, very much split in the middle here. Yeah. Next up, it's Tia Coffee. No designers listed on the socials. Oh, Tia. I mean, she's got a waist. She's got a perspective. It's just bad. It's juvenile, and I want more. Like, she says there are stones on it, but where are they? I don't see a fucking stone. The headpiece looks cheap. The hair is messy and works for the prompts, but I just don't love the colors in it. I just don't get this look. I don't get it. She's a pterodactyl? Yeah. I guess, but like, shouldn't the arms move a little bit more? Like, I, it it was bad. It was bad. Tia is not a fashion queen. She's not a runway queen. And that's okay. You don't need to always be all that. But if you want to win Drag Race, you have to be able to pre present something good. I, uh, you know, I don't know what to say about this, Michael. I wish I could see like a full 360 of this shot. I wonder if the back is painted that dark brown. Um, I, I, yeah, it's not good. Not good. 
Yeah, it's not. It's it's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm an I'm gonna dine a bore. Well, Michelle thought Snatch Game was repetitious. The runway was an improvement, but the makeup could get better. Alan wanted her to give Keith Lemon a run for his money, as he does to Mel B so grotesquely. He called her Dino, uh, Dino the depressed dinosaur on the runway, and called the headdress a bit pigeony. Tia says that she didn't push through enough and felt like she let RuPaul down. Ru doesn't want her to be hard on herself, reminds her she can wear anything. She is not cinched and she just really has a fat ass. Yeah, she can wear anything and then yet she chooses to wear these things. Exactly. I will give it a Dinobore as well. The audience was 18% dinosaur, 82% Dinobore. <sighs> Next, we have Bimini Bon Boulash. Look wow. by Ricky Lee Drayford, hair by Dan W. Chapman, shoes by Natasha Morrow. Bimini won this episode in a lot of people's hearts because she pushed herself. She is bacteria. It's fucking weird, but this is an artistic statement. This is high fashion editorial. I usually don't care for those weird contacts, but the whiteout was an exquisite with this look. And the yeah. hair. Come on, Mama. It was stunning. Ah, the headpiece. Is it a headpiece or hair or both? Hair. It's hair. It's braided. It's beautiful. It's... And even the heels are a statement piece. This was yeah. So good. The, I mean, the heels are such a. I mean, I'll start bottom up. Uh, she has this like very much like designer shoe on that just kind of like sets the tone for this whole outfit. That like Absolutely. this big high fashion look. Yes, this is camp, but this is like fashion. And she said she based it off of, uh, you know, couture runway. Um, exactly. And then I just, I think what a great idea. You know, to come into a prehistoric challenge and say I'm going to be bacteria. What an awesome, what an awesome way to look at that. Um, that that prompt and come up with that idea. Um, it's cool. It's funky. It's it's odd and unlike Ahura, who I think pulled something so literal and kind of over it. This, if I saw this live in person, I would never fucking think this was bacteria. I have no idea what she's going for. I would just think she looks so fucking cool, you know. I agree. But I would not know that this was bacteria or even themed to a prehistoric challenge if I saw it outside. I would just think she looks hot at, you know, uh, uh, what? I would agree. You know, at 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 the rave, you know, at the parties. Michelle said Snatch Game was fabulous and she hit all the pronunciations and called her gorgeous. Jesse quite fancied her and would be her next husband. Rue asks her to describe her runway, and she says that she was inspired by Iris Van Herpen's bacteria germ thing, and it's prehistoric because it was the first cell. Alan gives her credit for doing something no one else did on stage, and for that, I have to give it a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. Soar, soar, soar. The audience was 91% dinosaur, 9% dinobore. Wow, you 9% are really bad at drag. Lawrence Cheney, hair by Kiko, jewels by Lawrence Cheney, dressed by Get Frocked UK. This is the only one I remember because this, like, of this, of, uh, of, uh, the leopard bullshit that happened because this looks so much like typical Lawrence Cheney. Right, right. So that I will defend Lawrence in the respect that she is doing her prompt her way with a silhouette that she is comfortable in. Mm-hmm. There is detail, especially with the claw mark and the stones. But the look just didn't push any boundaries like anyone else in the runway. No. And the, the teeth were camp and very much true to Lawrence, but this is a very much bottom tier Lawrence Cheney look from the season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
Not this. Not this. No. Michelle says that she got too smart for her choices and too smart for Snatch Game. She also wanted her to push herself over the top with really long armpit hair. Alan says that she has great timing and funny bones, but she missed a trick with nowhere to go. He thought the look was fun channeling Raquel Welch and loves the little details. I feel like Lawrence Cheney missed the fucking boat by not doing a woolly mammoth. Oh, fully. You could have gone full camp. Full Fuck. Camp. Oh my God. I was just like waiting for it. I was like, she's got to be Ray Romano in Ice Age. <laughs> All on ice, you know? Uh, Jesse is glad to see the personality of Lawrence on the runway as it oozes with abundance. And Rue asked Lawrence at, eight, at what age did people start saying she was a little firecracker? And Lawrence gets a little emotional as she got made fun of for everything under the sun and having the humor was her way to punch back. Um, so again, we're getting a little little snippet at Lawrence's vulnerability, but it doesn't matter. This look, dinosaur, terrible, not good. Yeah, not good. Audience was 39% dinosaurs, 61% dinosaur. Yeah, not my thing. It's a pretty dress. If she, if, you know what I mean? Like, I would see this shit at Rock Bar. Well, finally, we got Ellie Diamond outfit and hair by Ellie Diamond. So she loves cartoons. We knew this, so this was going to be her take on Pebbles. I think Ellie is showing that she is going to be a star in the future. She's got the goods, but I think she needs a little more life perspective than what she currently has. Right, and hopefully this show gives her the opportunity to live life outside of her own world and go see the world a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Like, we've seen a 21-year-old slay the show, Aquaria 1, but Aquaria and Ellie come from two very different worlds and varying life experiences. And I think Ellie, as you said, can travel the world and see what else the world has to offer. She will be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I think this is good. I love that she makes her own shit. I think that's the best part about her. Yeah. Um... And her face is pretty too. Gorgeous. Um, I I don't know. This is it's fine. It's again yeah. these literal fucking you know bones and animals and skins and uh, you know and this at least was based on character that right. was a little more recognizable. But um, the hair is big and orange, but it doesn't really add much. Um, I can't tell if the black on her waist is her cincher. Or if that was part of the design, but either way, I didn't love it. Also, I don't love wearing... it. I, I was thinking the same thing. I think it's one of those cincher belts. She's also wearing tweezers, so no, ma'am, not not the right choice here. Um, all of that said, I have to unfortunately give it a dinobore. Um, uh, yeah, I hated all of these things. Basically, are we finally done with the runways? <laughs> yeah, audience: thirty-two percent dinosaur, sixty-eight percent dinobore. Rue has yeah. decided that Sister Sister and Ellie Diamond are safe. Ahura, Taste, Bimini, Tia, and Lawrence are the tops and bottoms. How do you feel? Agree? Okay, I disagree. Say it. Talk it out. I fully disagree. Um, I think Sister Sister needed to explain herself. Okay. Sister Sister was not safe. All right. Who would you have switched her with? Lawrence Cheney. Oh, interesting. All right. Okay. Okay. Because you know what? To me, it's like, to me, it's like she would have come down that runway. They would have seen her personality. And the only reason why they kept her there was so they could talk to her and like get more of her personality to prove that she is worth being there and just give her more camera time. Yep. Like it was all about like giving Lawrence the edit. Yep. I, 
I thought Ahura deserved to be in that bottom for that Snatch game. But I also think Lawrence too, but Ahura's look was so good, and Sister Sisters was not as good as Ahura's. And her Snatch game we didn't really get to see. I, I think Sister Sister and Ahura probably played the same Snatch game, and Ahura had a better look, so I'm not really sure why Sister Sister was safe. Yeah. And well, also, I just... Um, oh, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Go for it. Go for it. I think, I think Lawrence Cheney should. Oh wait, we have to get there. But I just don't think she should have had to face, um, harsh critique. I felt like each one of these girls should have been critiqued tonight. There are only fucking seven of them. You can't have all seven of them. This also, I maybe they this need. Is they need their untucked junior. They need that moment backstage. Right, you know what I can't wait for? And maybe this is coming next week, because this week was too obvious. But I can't wait for this group to say, uh, who do you think should go home? Yep, hopefully soon. But in our Untucked Junior, Sister and Ellie said Snatch Game was the hardest thing they've done so far. They try to have sexual chemistry because they don't know what else to do in their moment together, and this doesn't work. So we immediately get the uh, tops and bottoms back. Tace is doing good and is pleasantly surprised with her critiques. Tia feels like she is in the bottom because she didn't push through and she has eyes and knows her look isn't up to par. Tay says, come on, Tia Coffee. And as the nice queen around, she'll help her pack those suitcases. Tay's in confessional is quite good. She's, she's very funny. Very, very, very good narrator. Very good. Well, Horace says that if she wins the lip sync, she is officially the lip sync assassin. If Tia wins. Lawrence feels awful and gets annoyed when you're meant to be good at something and it doesn't go her way. She feels like she fucks up the challenge and on her show, but the girls encourage her and remind her that Rue loves her. And it's true. When Rue loves saying your name the way she does, she loves you. We learn in confessional that a horror reveals that she is a bit pestered by Lawrence Cheney and feels like she's trying to outdo herself, but it isn't always about her. So there's just a lot of, a lot of demons within a horror, including jealousy. Mm-hmm. Ahura says that they ate it up, ate up the look, but feels Lawrence might be saved due to her wins, but she's petrified to lip sync in this outfit. And sister says she can lip sync in that outfit. You prepare for it and you shouldn't have been so shit. So this rivalry between the two of them is really, we're going to get something at some point. Well, I think it's, I think it's preparing for a lip sync between the two of them. I think so too. Bimini says whoever it is, they should all kill it and turn it out because Bimini knows she is the winner. And she gets another coveted Rue Peter badge. Tace and Ahura are safe, meaning Lawrence versus Tia. How do you feel about that? Okay. One, Bimini, duh. Two, uh, obviously, tasted great. Ellie was fine to be safe. Um, I feel like Lawrence should not be lip-syncing this. Uh, you know, like, I feel like Ahura got saved because of that dress, because of that look. Yes. Um... But, like, Ahura needs to lip-sync. I, I, uh, she's overdue at this point. I would agree. I think also it is good if we're looking at a whole full potential winner's arc for Lawrence Cheney to have this moment. Because, yes, there have definitely been winners who have not had to see the bottom. There was something exciting when we all knew that Vivian was doing well all season, and then you're like, bam, you're on the bottom in a girl group challenge. You knew she was not going to uh, be sent home by Crystal, but it was exciting to be like, oh, you're vulnerable. You have 
you have to put up a fight. And I think that's what we wanted from Lawrence because now Lawrence is going to have to push even further. Right. I just don't think Rue sees Ahura as a winner, and that's why Ahura will get her time whether she gets her time. Well, I also wonder if, like, I feel like Ahura really has a moment to say, oh, no, I could be the assassin in this group. And she doesn't seem like she ever wants to do that. And, uh, like, she doesn't feel... Like, you know what I mean? Like, for what she's worth, Silky Nutmeg Ganache was like, if I have to lip sync, bitch, I'm gonna lip sync. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna fucking do my job. Tamisha yeah. Mott, if I gotta lip sync, I'm gonna fucking lip sync. You know what I mean? Aurora doesn't have that same energy. She's not trying to say, oh, yeah, girl, get put me on, put me in the bottom two. Y'all going home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not the same confidence. The song is Touch Me by Kathy Dennis. Have I heard this song before? I don't think. I'm not sure I'm familiar with it. But I heard it before. The song, they both have to go camping because that's their style. Um, Tia is having trouble moving because of the cut of the dress, but then she lifts it up and has a little more mobility and a little more fun in her performance. But Lawrence is a fine lip syncer. Um, she really doesn't rely on any tricks. But did you notice that she did the Jansport 8 count? She did do that. <laughs> the, um, you know. oh. And then and then she's like, let me do something else. And that's that knee slam that um, our dear friend Seraphim does as well as her whole family does. Um, was that her big moment? Apparently so, because they are both winded after this lip sync. I was underwhelmed. I didn't think we we're going to get I was underwhelmed by the two of them. Yeah, there was nothing to it. There was not enough camp they could have added to it. They just went through the motions. And it was obvious Lawrence was going to stay there. Tia just did not do enough to save herself. Mm-hmm. But I will say Tia had a brilliant exit line. Don't shed a Tia. I guess Rue just ordered her coffee to go. Mm. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I feel like, oh wait, I want to circle back real quick because I'm still, I'm still stuck on Ahura, like not lip syncing in this. I feel like that could have been a perfect foil to the editing we had gotten all episode, right? Tia's like, oh, would I be the lip sync assassin if I win? And Ahura is the one that says, win it first and we'll talk. You know what I mean? Like, that was a perfect foil to put that bitch in the bottom. I'm just done with her. I, like, mm -hmm, over it. No, I, I mean, I agree. I thought there would be a point where we'd see Tia and Ahura based on this rivalry. But I guess once they made up, the producer's like, oh, I guess we don't really need to end this story that way because that would be not as fun. But No, I think that's actually exactly how you end this story. I, yeah. I, I, get, I, get, I guess they all thought that Lawrence did so piss poor that they had to put Lawrence or there would be, you know, the conspiracy theories. Yeah, I guess. But then there's a conspiracy where, I mean, whatever, whatever. There's always something to say about a conspiracy. Guess oh. what? The producers like someone or they want them to win and they want them to represent their franchise. They're going to fucking do what they have to do because guess what? We don't need, you know, another fucking, uh, you know, uh, name redacted like season 12. You yes. know, we don't need that bullshit anymore. So I'd like to end with a couple burning questions uh, for you. What is Tia Coffee's legacy? Um, a unique spirit on this season. Do you think they will bring her back for a future All-Star season? No. I do. I think they loved her so much in the personality, and I think they will kind of convince her to step up the fashion because she's got something Rue loves, and I think Rue will put I, her on a show again. I am, I am, 
I'm over it. I don't. Care. Right, that's fair. That's I, I think don't, there are a lot of people. She's who not are. the. She's not as wisecrackery as some of the other UK girls. So I'm just like, whatever. You know, season ten, sure. Not not immediately. Give like I'm not craving it. So based on next episode, we've got another design challenge, and they're going to be using unconventional materials. Uh, I and love. You, I love. If you looked at that pile, there was a bunch of sponges. Who was making the sponge dress? Who's doing it? Which one of them is going to do it? Um, you know, I would love to see it. I would love to see Taste do it. Yeah. Like Taste would actually be like, "Oh no, bitch! Watch me." She'll uh, soak it up. Yeah. But, um, but speaking of taste, uh, she does get a boo-boo, it looks like. Is this the first time we're going to see um, the medical staff on Drag Race in the workroom? Uh, did they ever show up for Jinx when she falls asleep? I don't think so, because they knew she's narcoleptic. Uh, I don't think so. I'm sure she just like cut herself on a needle or something, so it's going to be nothing, but they made it look so bad. It's fine. I ask every question. I ask every episode. I was on. I was on a fucking basically the set of Chopped. It was the set of Chopped, but just refurnished. Yeah. <laughs> that show on that redacted network that nobody paid for, and um, uh, the guy who I was competing against fucking cut himself in the middle of that too. I was like, oh my god, we're fucking making ice cream Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I asked the question every week. We're going to ask it again. After six episodes, the winner of the season is... Lawrence Janet! I agree. Listen, kids, I'm saying it every week. The edit is so strong for Lawrence. We're getting our first big girl win. I I, I just don't... Bimini is had an insane, beautiful week. It scared me to this... The, the, the thought that Lawrence might lose to Bimini... I just don't see the edit in Bimini's favor right now. Lawrence is there to win it all. Can I posit my theory of what I think happened? Go for it. I think Bimini came into this contest and she was like kind of reserved, just kind of try to feel out what the room was and how to compete and how to, and how to play this game and how to do this right. Um, and I felt a lot of hesitation at first. And I think they felt that too when they put her in the bottom the first episode. Yeah. Um, and I think the COVID quarantine helped her just relax into her own confidence to be like, yeah, I'm going back and I don't need to change anything. I don't need to bring anything different. I fully don't, I fully believe that that bacteria dress she had already. Oh, I believe too. Like I, you know what I mean? She didn't come back and say, oh, all these girls have fucking leopard. No, I, she came up with that. She's the weird cool person that she now believes in and i think that's what's helping her and had they not had the pandemic happen during the middle of their season i don't know if she would have fared the same but i'm really i'm really loving it i'm really loving it i feel like the top three need to be lawrence tace and bimini i think that's the way you gotta look at this lineup just from i mean now we're down to six yeah, I mean, I, 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 if sister sister doesn't go home next week, I'm going to be absolutely livid because I'm done with her. Um, and then it's going to I be think, a battle well, for honestly, top. Michael, you better prepare yourself because it could be Ellie's week to go home next week. Oh god, oh god. They've no, already given they've already given her big life story edit. Like, we'll but get it's a, a design challenge. You are very right. 
it could be taste based on who's left because every single one of them maybe beside bimini no bimini is a designer too taste is the only non-designer in this group bimini no bimini doesn't make much of her shit though no but she did she excelled obviously in that one challenge where she um what was the one she beat Estina with the uh blue dress oh the blue the blue that was fabric wrapped around you with an armhole but i ain't gonna say nothing but, so yeah it could be taste who knows but i'm excited i this season's been great is it better I mean, than season one for me? Be, no. Sister, sister, gotta be in the bottom next week. Fully gotta be in the bottom next week. I don't care which one of the top bitches has to send her home. I don't care if it's Bimini that has to send her home. There is no way that RuPaul is gonna look at Sister, Sister and Bimini Bamboo Lash in the final two and say, oh, Sister, Sister, you stay. I, I'm i gonna make a prediction right now, listeners. I, I don't know any spoilers. I know nothing. I'm gonna say the bottom two next week. Based on the sewing challenge, is going to be sister sister versus taste. Taste is just going to fucking slay the lip sync, and that's why how we lose sister sister. Finally, you know what? Um, I will. I wouldn't mind it. I think that makes for great television. It better be a great song, please. Yeah, I do not want to see Taste do another slow fucking song next time. No, no, wrong people for that one. Wrong people for that. That was Ginny Lemon's song to lip sync. You know what I mean? Right. That was- so uh, funny, <laughs> but she would have walked home too. Probably. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? You can find me on all social media at Mrs. C Walkin, M-I-S-S-C for C and ever, uh, I-S-S-Y-W-A-L-K-E-N. Um, and uh, that's it. Uh, that's where you can find me. Um, you can watch my Shania show. You can watch Dragbox TV every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Um, we are, Michael, when is this airing? This is going to be coming out tonight. I'm going to be putting it out tonight. Okay, can't say it yet. Um, but I will say that there are exciting changes to Dragbox TV that I will announce literally on Wednesday. So had you waited a day, I could have maybe said it. But, um, yeah, just stay tuned and stay posted. Really grateful for, like, the little bit of drag that I'm making right now. I'm going through some, like, big personal changes in my life. And so, um, just having, like, the little bits of drag that I have are really refreshing and rewarding and a uh, lovely outlet amongst all of this gloomy world. Absolutely. Well, it was an absolute pleasure chatting the Snatch Game with you. Thank you for having me. I loved this season and this episode. Thank you. A huge thanks to Sissy for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 